Hi, it's Raghu Marcus and Mind Rolling. We have a pretty special guest this week. I say that every week, but uh, this time, unique, unique. This is a much better uh, description for the guest this week. His name is Dan Harmon. And uh, before I get into a little bit of uh, how this came together and uh, who he is, although I would expect many, many, if not most of you would uh, would know who Dan is. Uh, but uh, before, as I said before, let's just talk a little bit, as I usually do, but not always, about supporting the Be Here Now Network and Mind Rolling and everything that we're doing. Uh, we're a couple of months into the new network at this point, a little more than two months, I believe. And... Uh, we're really happy about all the support that we're getting from everyone. Uh, there's more um, of those uh, recurring donations that really, really help us. Uh, nine bucks a month. If you can just get out there and uh, and do a recurring $9 a month uh, donation. Uh, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work. I know you all know this. There's a lot of people involved in creating the podcast, getting the podcast up, creating the the wonderful blogs and articles and videos and and doing all the social media and getting uh, what we do out there. And, uh, of course, the other thing is just simply getting the uh, Amazon link and bookmark it uh, on your desktop, on your phone, wherever, so that whenever you buy anything from Amazon... We get a, a, a very small but significant percentage, significant if, of course, there's a lot of people doing it. And those are the two key ways to support what we're doing. We also have a store uh, that's combined with, because this is a sister site, Be Here Now Network, to ramdas.org, as many of you know, under the Love Server member banner. And go to ramdas.org, and there's a store there. And, for instance, there's a mindfulness kit that I highly suggest those of you who want to get a couple of really great little Pema Chodron and uh, Thich Nhat Hanh daily wisdom books and uh, a mala and uh, there's some meditations on a, a thumb drive and some other you know, prayer shawls and some uh, it's a real starter kit for uh, daily mindfulness so please go on over there and uh, you can pick that up and that'll help support what we're doing as well. Uh, and I have a book to recommend that you can get on Amazon. In fact, uh, there's a couple of books, but this one book that I found that I am purchasing, it's called, it's a new book by Trungpa Rinpoche, who we talk about a lot, Work, Sex, Money, Real Life on the Path to Mindfulness. And this is uh, put together... Uh, just recently from some talks that he gave around this subject that I think is very relevant to all of us, work, sex, money. And then if you want uh, something else uh, that's uh, that's crazy wisdom, which Trungpa is known for, this is just plain crazy. This is Dan Harmon. Uh, his book is You'll Be Perfect When You're Dead. Okay, I have no idea what that is. I think it's Dan's online musings that they put together. Uh, and for instance, uh, so Dan Harmon. All right, let's just go there. I was introduced to Dan by my friend Duncan Trussell, our podcast guru, and uh, and and also my friend Dustin, 
over at Feral Audio, which is uh, uh, a uh, a podcast network centering around uh, stand-up comedians and comedy podcasts. Uh, it's a terrifically funny, funny collection of different podcasters. Go to feralaudio.com and check it out. And uh, yes, so uh, and in fact, Duncan came along to this podcast over at Dan Studios. Dan is the uh, creator of Community, a very, very well-known television show uh, that, uh, oh, there was a whole brouhaha, and he eventually left that show and created Rick and Morty, uh, which is his uh, fairly new show. And, and then he has a, um, a wonderful podcast, Harmon Town, which is on Feral Audio, I just mentioned, and uh, Dan is just, you know, he's super funny. He's one of the most brilliant writers uh, uh, in the television scene these days and just a brilliant mind. And he's, what I love about Dan in this interview or this uh, podcast that I did with him and Duncan, I really love the uh, the honesty that he has. He's not afraid to look at himself. And as many of you know who've listened to Dan, uh, he's really honest. <laughs> goes a long way there. And uh, But we talked on this thing, for instance, he talked about, well, he was talking about his therapist, which he was going to have to get to right after the podcast. And we talked about uh, the way that he was interacting with some of his uh, staff and so on and his concerns that uh, he wasn't getting out of hand in terms of pride and wanting... Was he uh, abusing any of his staff? You know, he went into a whole thing about it. I mean, he's a he's a really a, a quite amazing guy. And uh, oh, and you, who, for those of you who are on Twitter, you should follow Dan. Here's one of his tweets: Donald Trump is the dad in the doorway in the worst sleepover ever. <laughs> I just love that. So, uh, without further adieu, as they say, here is. Uh, Myself, Mind Rolling, with Dan Harmon and Duncan Trussell. Thanks, everybody, for the support. Please uh, continue to uh, let us know how you feel about what we're doing here and all the different podcasts and anything particular in, in terms of Mind Rolling. Just uh, get get it down in the comment session or go up to our uh, Be Here Now Network Facebook page or Twitter and uh, we'll see you next week on Mind Rolling. Well, hey, I'm happy to be here, Dan, in, in your joint. This is fabulous. This oh, is good. Incredible. Glad you, glad you like it. Yeah, Welcome. Yeah. And Duncan, wonderful to be with you. Wonderful always. to be with you. Yeah. As Keith Richards says, I'm happy to be anywhere at this stage. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, boy, you're busy, Dan. I mean... Uh, and and one of the podcasts, I guess the podcast you guys did together, I listened to some of that, the 200 thing, uh, we talked about, uh, you guys talked about workaholism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, Jesus. I mean, the book and uh, the TV shows and the podcasts and on and on. How are you managing it? I, I mean, I, I, I've been unemployed for a lot of my life, so <laughs> it's, I, I just never... I'm working on it in therapy, like, you know. It's 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 hard to get your brain around the idea that you ha the, that turning down work could ever be a good thing. I mean, mm. most of the people listening probably 
I, I could could relate to that. It's to, it, and it's. I think if you're a forklift operator these days, and somebody says, "Hey, I need you to drive a forklift on Sunday as well for a little extra money," but it's Sunday, I think probably we're in a climate right now where that person would say yes because they that's money in the hand, and then. I think if you asked that person, what if, what if instead of a forklift, you were, or, uh, you know, you got to be creative, you got to make things mm. that make people happy while sitting on your duff and, and got paid even more. So, I mean, that, that forklift driver would say, well, yeah, I would definitely take that job. And, and then all that's left to understand why I'm, why I'm killing myself with work is that I'm in my heart, I'm a forklift driver. <laughs> like I'm not, uh, if I was Kurt Vonnegut in my own self image, I would be like, okay, Vonnegut's not going to work on that. But what am I too good for? The Jenga movie? I don't, I don't like. <laughs> right. Mm. You ever have any shitty jobs? Like what's the shittiest job you had? What is the, like a job that I just was miserable on? Um, I mean, I I feel like it's always my fault. You know, it's like I I don't. I'm pretty spoiled, so I don't I don't have memories of showing up to a job. And uh, I mean, when I when I was working in food service, I was generally very miserable. I I, I, I was washing dishes, and then they put me on the on the front line. I was at a rehab center's kitchen, and uh, to you get a quarter more an hour if you serve the people food instead of washing their dishes. And I after a couple of months of it, I. I requested to go back to the dish room, even though I was worse at that. The, the dish room is because when I did wash dishes at Chili's mm-hmm. and at Applebee's, that was my favorite job. Yeah. You, you can't beat zero responsibility. <laughs> no one respects in they. No one respects you, and no one expects anything from you. And the whole like elevate the elevation that can ha- or the the inflation that can happen accidentally there's no way around it it's not there you're well, a dishwasher you sound like the, this guy ruben that i was obsessed with who was the dishwasher that was good at dishwashing uh, he, he would just sing gospel tunes and like he it was effortless for him and i was like pouring sweat trying and then i just every day my boss would would say why aren't you as fast as ruben you know like I was, <laughs> it was always this thing and i would like study him and try to figure out what it is he was doing and he was just in the zone. He just he didn't care. The stakes were low for him, which and so there was a cycle there. The stakes were low, so I guess he was fast. I but his dishes were cleaner. I, I would I tried everything, you know. Yeah. The, the, the boss would come back with a spoon and have a chunk of peanut butter on it and say, "How did this get through?" I was like, "I'm trying to wash dishes as fast as Ruben." Isn't it wild how perfection, no matter what what it manifests as, is 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 always beautiful? Like I mean, when skill or when dex, yeah. you know, when you see it in a dishwasher or when you see it in a Harmon, it's always like, whoa, that is fucking cool to look at that polished thing, you know? Yeah, you know, I used to say, I got the greatest, uh, I had this experience, I I used to say, you know, I got the greatest job and people people say to me, you got a great job, this is fantastic, the kind of material you're working with and all of that and the creativity. And I said, yeah, it sure beats being a shoe salesman. (laughs) Then one day... I went to get a pair of shoes, <laughs> and the guy who was serving me, it was just like this. He was absolutely the perfect shoe salesman. He knew everything about shoes. He knew, and he, I'd say one thing, well, gee, the width isn't quite right. He, you know, he knew, okay, well, mm-hmm. you need to shift up. 
He was absolutely perfect, and he was perfectly happy in doing it. And I could never say anything. I, I could never say that again. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm sure you didn't mean it pejoratively. You, you, no, you meant it, it subjectively just, that you you would be miserable selling shoes because you'd be bad at it and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I I think there's people that would be good at who would love to dig a ditch. And I think th- I think the I think the big the thing that they'd love most about it is the compartmentalization of their responsibility, their accountability, their, their ability to make a perfect ditch, to have it be all up to them, to 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 finish when the ditch was finished. So if they yeah. dug twice as fast, they finished twice as early. If we lived in an, in an ideal society that wasn't filtered through this all these weird bureaucratic rules, I think there'd be, there'd be lots and lots. There'd be just as many people, I'd like to believe, that, that would be stoked about digging ditches as we'd need ditches. And just as many people to cut hair that wanted to cut hair, that of, of hair that needed to be cut. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, it's around, okay, the big byword today, mindfulness, right? So people, you do your job and you are completely at one with every movement in that job, every, if it's non-creative and it's, it's, it's a construction job, your focus has got to be there. And uh, there's fulfillment in just being at one yeah. with with your job, right? I had a I had a uh, one of the I had a really odd conversation when I was in my 20s before I moved from Milwaukee to L.A. Uh, one of the things that started happening to me as I entered this age where I complacency broke down and turned out not to be bliss. I guess and it was <laughs> I, telemarketing was still legal mm. back then, and I was getting five phone calls a day from strangers, Thermal Windows, New York Times, AT&T. And, and I, 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 back then, just to let the kids understand, phone calls were like visits. And if you, if you couldn't afford caller ID, <laughs> you don't know if it's Duncan Trussell calling and saying, let's go hang mm-hmm. out. It, there was no, there was an internet, but it wasn't how mm-hmm. we did things. And I don't, I don't want to take the entire podcast explaining this, but yeah. trust me when I say getting five phone calls a day from telemarketers was a, abs- was a, was a life stopper. It was yeah. a, it was a soul stealer and I kind of lost my mind. And so when they'd call, I started just talking honestly to them, which was sometimes offensive <laughs> to them and sometimes um, uh, 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 combative and sometimes changed me and sometimes changed them. But one of the conversations that stuck out of my mind is, is me going off on this silly like fight club monologue about how this you know person shouldn't be. You know why? Why are you why are you doing this? You don't mm. like the person you work for. You're not. You're not. They're making more money than you, but you're working harder. What's going on? I kind of. You know, I was in my twenties. I didn't really know what I was talking about. Yeah. I thought I was Noam Chomsky, but I <laughs> dropped out of college. But uh, and she she was this. She said, well, "What do you expect me to do? Go on welfare?" And, and she was the first person that responded kind of viscerally like that. And I, 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 she kind of cornered me about that. And I said, well, what's the difference between welfare and this and that? I, I, the, the, you just reminded me of this thing, though, because one of the things that I remember saying to her, which I do still think at 43, is I, if there was a way for integrity to be, you know, tangible or 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 or, or you know, taken as seriously as – the dollar that so that the dollar fit in and, and you know facilitated that which i'm sure is why it was invented um it, it if th- then w- anyone who said 
I have an idea for a business. I want everybody to stand in a line and hit themselves in the head with a hammer, and I'll give each of you a dollar. You know what? Make it 90 cents because there's 10 people that'll do it, and they're standing yeah. in the line behind you. It, that's the that's the problem, right, that we're all familiar yeah. with. That expresses itself over and over again. The market, like, rising and falling because everyone is focused on the dollar. Yeah. And if there was just that added thing so that that just wasn't possible. There's, in a video game, that wouldn't be possible. It'd be called cheating. You, you, you wouldn't the, – the, the person would say to you, I don't want to hit myself in the head with a hammer. And then you'd go, well, then you're going to starve to death. And they'd say, well – I don't think that's true. I'm willing to call that bluff, which is basically yeah. it's kind of it's, it's kind of what Christ did in the in the New Testament. Is I always interpreted that character as going, I'm going to call it like I sees it today, and and if that gets me killed, that's as important uh, yeah. an event as if it doesn't. Right. Uh, but I, I'm just I'm all I'm going to do is answer your questions perfectly honestly and do and do what I what I'm thinking. I, I, and I, I, so it's like if everybody in a telemarketing cubicle got up and walked out, it's like on one hand, oh, you rich snob, and you you're you liberal like hypocrite, you like you know like you know tough luck like applying your stupid. Alec Baldwin liberalism to the real world out here, and I, I do, I absolutely agree with you saying that. I'm not really talking about let's map out the world today, but talking philosophically, wouldn't it be great if that wouldn't that be the solution to everything? If yeah. every individual had deal breakers about about how they spent their time, and I, I just, I do think you'd find that there would be people that go, I'm not. There's so many things I won't do for a dollar, but I will build you an outhouse. Right, and we'd be shocked. Mm-hmm. We'd go, "Oh, I did." God, I thought, I thought I would have to cheat somebody to get an outhouse built. No, I love them. You have to, you have to respect me. You, you have to yeah. know my first name, and um, right. you can't, you can't, you can't import me from a country for tax purposes and treat me like an animal. I, 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 like, you, ever, I'm, I'm the guy building your outhouse. Yeah, um, it's like the uh, the when I when I went to I went to this liberal arts college where you had to everyone at the college had to work. At, at, at varying crews is what they were called and so you would just get assigned to a crew and you know you could say what you were interested in but you didn't guarantee what crew you were going to get on so some people were cleaning some people were i was in the computer crew some people were on uh gardening but it, it was awesome because it was a community and we were all connected and we we're all working together to run the place and you you didn't there was no resentment or weirdness you were getting you weren't getting paid you weren't really getting paid anything. You had to do it as part of like the experiment of the school. But that that's like if you if we were all were having to run some sector of a city, just a couple of blocks or something, and we all had to do it together, then I think it would be a completely different thing. No one's going to try to exploit the other person. Mm-hmm. We'd all try to figure out a way to evenly do the work and do it as quickly as possible so we could hang out together that is a dream i think it's called communism <laughs> it is that, well it no. can also by the way it can be called anarchy i mean we actually are indoctrinated into a um into a language that defines anarchy as chaos or terrorism right but the truth is anarchy politically means it you can have lots and lots of like rules in anarchy that old joke around the president of the anarchy club and all that stuff the idea that that's oxymoronic not necessarily there's a thousand types of anarchy anarchy just means nobody's telling anybody else what to do and make being able to make them do it can i tell you very quickly i'm very sorry to do this i i got this brand new conspiracy theory that i discovered because i was trying to as a joke show how there was some kind of subversive uh underground association with Twitter. 
So I reversed the Twitter bird, the colors. I did a reverse <laughs> of the Twitter colors. And uh, if you reverse the Twitter colors in Photoshop and the check mark, that's what it was. It was a, I wanted to like, uh, what do you call it? People who are confirmed verified. by verified. I wanted to show that there was a conspiracy connected to verified accounts. So you, you invert the check mark in Twitter and the colors, that light blue becomes the same colors of the syndicalist it's called an anarchist syndicalist or something uh-huh. it's a type of anarchy yeah. it's the color of their flag and so it so then i went and looked up the founders of twitter because i'm like this has got to be a mistake as it turns out set a couple of the founders of twitters are of twitter are anarchists and yeah. so they've encoded their little flag into the colors <laughs> of twitter because they were social activists who were using a special uh, cell phone network to do activism and to connect everybody, and that's what Twitter is. So there you go. Jesus. It's run by anarchists. Wow, we didn't know that. Or I it wanna, used to be. Yeah, I sorry, Rago. No, that's okay. It's a good diversion there. Let's find that out. <laughs> uh, I want to go back to work. Workahol. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about. Does that? I mean, I I'm do it myself. Okay. And I get accused by my wife, you know, you think that you're not stressing yourself out by doing this. Mm -hmm. You are, and you're not realizing it, you know, and all of that. Is there a way in which, you know, we we are pushing off dealing with other aspects of ourselves, suffering, whatever it is? Do you find that in yourself? Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's linked to the reason I started going to therapy most recently is because of my... uh, my uh, uh, p- potential for uh, v- verbally abrading people while I'm working. Um, the excuse for which I've always had is that the work is the important thing. And that's something that Hollywood in particular tr- enables a lot. It abuses labor and it abuses the kind of, because it gets away with it exploits our affection for these dreams on these screens. Um, if, if you're a PA and you're making sub-minimum wage and cleaning crap out of uh, uh, a showrunner's car and you complain about it, it's, you're not, it's, it, 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 you're, it's easier to ignore you. Society will side with corporate America because in that case, corporate America is, is a guy that makes dreams. And a, yeah. like, like, what are you complaining about? You work in Hollywood. Like, and, and, and if you, if you, if you just work 14 hours a day for $3 an hour, uh, you, you, you might be the next John Ford. Don't right. you want to be John Ford? Don't you, didn't you like the searchers? Yeah. Um, uh, why are you pissing on Marilyn Monroe's face with your complaints about, uh, <laughs> about your, uh, working conditions? And Anyways, uh, that was a tangent, but the uh, the the that is expressing itself likewise in me. I'm getting away in my own head with Mm. putting work first. If I did that at a shoe factory, I think someone eventually would go. They're just shoes, Dan, and 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 they wouldn't get fired or ostracized culturally because Mm. they are just shoes. Um, But when someone says it's just a show. Or it's just a movie. You can you can bully them. You can. <laughs> they're not they're, they're they're not perceived as making a uh, a, a human connection. They're perceived as uh, ISIS. You can know, I they're... can I not decide with you being able to abuse your employees, but which I don't. By the way, I, I want to make I, that clear. Or, 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 or the the thing where in the heat of the moment, yeah, you you get you get like 
angry. I'm or, not. I'm not focused on their um, well-being. I'm not focused on. I'm not talking to them the way I would if they were a stranger on a bus. Which you're is Captain politely. Ahab. You're after the great white whale. You're cap. It's the ship. You're going in the direction of this mm-hmm. thing that you've chosen as your uh, expression of victory or yourself in this life. It is different from making shoes because when you're making something, okay. So and I'm again like by just. I understand the stress. I imagine I would kind of understand the stress, which is that if I'm running a shoe factory and some of my shoes suck and people look at the shoes, they're not going to be like, God, what the fuck happened to Duncan Trussell? <laughs> His <laughs> shoes used to be so great. But you look at look at Steve Jobs. I, 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 all it takes uh, for that factor to happen in something very shoe-like is uh, and of course we take our personal devices very seriously yeah. as seriously as Hollywood but that's also we didn't we didn't do that before Apple um revel, you know before it became religious yeah and it became religious because somebody took phones chips plug-in cables uh, crap yeah. crap that previously was radio shack crap somebody was megalomaniacal enough um and presumptuous enough to say this is catastrophically important. I put this work above humanity, um, and they they created a product that we we take we put above humanity because it's beautiful and facilitates yeah. life and it's elegant yeah. and and now he's he's passed away and the you know everybody's saying it like you're slowly watching these corners peel up and this design. Anyways, the 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 if you there is there are uh, Duncan Trussells of shoes. There's you know there um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if there, there's you know if John Varvatos like 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 makes a misstep in the design of a and, and, and so the the, the and, and also but we can make movies and TV more like shoes. We can take them less seriously and we can put people in the workforce above right. just 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 one. It only has to be one degree above and that doesn't make movies unimportant that's that to me that's the bullshit that's like the like guys telling girls about blue balls in high school it's just like we it's like <laughs> we're falling back on this thing that has some basis okay. in something but really it's just this dodge where but we go like but you're in so when you're making a show and the few times i've done it and i don't I've, i'm i'm not equipped to run a show because i can't do it that's not my thing but when i have been in that position and there's a limited amount of money, a limited amount of time. Uh, there's a, a, a corporation that like is giving you this money and expecting some great thing to come from you. There's um, you're working nonstop. You don't work eight hours. You're working nonstop because there isn't really time to rest. It's a war environment. It's just like when you read about war. It's a it's a weird kind of create creativity war. And if you aren't very careful, you would have to be a master to not at some point disregard a person because your eyes are on something in front of you i i get it man and i think it happens yeah i mean it's all about so so to my ther what my therapist said to me is uh the reason you're what's happening in those moments is is your this is a thing from your childhood where dealing with people was a risk so going back to your uh, conversation with your wife Roderick Marcus yeah. the, 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 the the dealing with people is it's higher risk lower yield 
Um, it's right. less controllable. Uh, it, it, you have to give yourself up. And then you have this other thing called a job. And we talk about the stress and the risk and the and the strain and the and how much of a challenge it is. And this is just hanging out on a couch, like like. And and we get the support from our workaholic. Uh, everyone have six jobs and. Um, uh, uh, society that yeah. loves it. Um, they they go, yeah, yeah, man. Like sitting on a couch, hanging out with your wife. That's that's oh boy, must be nice. Meanwhile, like oh, going going to work fourteen hours a day and telling people what to do and crying about it. That's heroism. That's nobility because no one wants to be doing that. And yet, strangely, we're all doing that. Right. So maybe we do all want to do that because maybe it is easier. Um, it's spiritually easier. It's uh, it, it make it puts you at zero risk of of of, of any importance and puts you, and all the risk is like in this weird infantile tantrum zone in your brain. And so my therapist <laughs> said, you just got to practice and you'll always fail and you just keep practicing because it's not about epiphanies. It's about therapy. It's like doing crunches. When you're talking huh. to somebody, when you're talking to an editor, when you're ta- you know, when you're sitting over their shoulder, like you just have to remember that they're your God. Because they're the editor. It doesn't matter if they're a good editor or a bad editor. Wow. It doesn't matter if the project you're working on is, is good or bad. Th- those can have all kinds of emotional uh, effects on you. But, but then before you open your mouth and pray to this person, basically, you know, like, so, like, wow. like address this, this oh, the only thing in the room other than you that has a heart and a, and a brain, um, you, you remember if it, it, you th- saying that that person is more important than everything you're working on is not sacrilege and right. it is not going to make your movie bad and it, and it, and it, and and if 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 ignoring that person's needs um uh made the movie good why is every movie bad <laughs> um because i ah, you know yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's it's, it's mm. Uh, so, 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 and it's, I, and I'm, but I'm failing. I'm absolutely failing. I heard her say that, and I, I, I only remember it in interviews. Yeah, but the, the big point here is, you've set a priority to actually think about this and go, okay, I want, I want to have intention that I'm going to make that person a priority, whoever it is that's directly in front of me. That's that's a difficult thing to do. I mean, yeah, but come on, you shit faces. This podcast, let's kick it in the pant. No, I'm kidding. It's, 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 <laughs> I guess I was trying to do the uh, <laughs> the podcast was more important than us. Is that what you? I, man, I'm trying to. Pay, it's so cool, man. Our friend, we have a friendship. I've never seen this side. I don't think I've ever seen this side of you that you talk about. So it's just weird to imagine this version oh, well, of Harmon. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean. It's hard for me too. I actually, I had to start. I had to start. I, I don't know. I hear stories. I, I hear. I hear. I don't. I don't tend to sense that I'm like d- doing anything to hurt anybody. I. I. I think that's what's. That's why. Is because I think. I think it's just insensitivity. I don't throw ashtrays. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't yell at people. I don't. I don't insult them. I don't. I don't go after them. Uh. Uh. Because I don't. I don't know that they're real. In those moments, right. the problem is just someone might be pregnant and working for you. Somebody might be right. Um, somebody has it's it, it just I the 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 I, I just remember this one story of going into a community edit bay and and finding the editors who loved working on the show so much that they were doing an early cut 
of an episode and it wasn't time for me to look at it and and I I knew and they and they were like oh we're not we're we're just we're just doing like a sneak peek of the thing and I was like oh can I I, I pressured them into letting me watch it and they were having so much fun but then well now I'm watching a cut of community and so you know there were I, I just started like oh no I just when I'm in the edit bay and I'm watching a cut I just like I'm st- I go I, I go I, I go into this mode where I'm like what the f- why the fuck is the can did how many takes of this did he do why why is he directing her like this All like right. it's as I'm watching like this thing that oh the director didn't get it yeah the camera was in the wrong place I I oh, these assumptions I made when you know we wrote a document told him how to do it and like how did that and it, that that was my most recent epiphany I had this like crazy like meltdown a couple of days ago. And uh, um, at Rick and Morty, because I and I, and, re- and tracked that I was that, that something for the first time. I was like, "Holy crap!" For forty years, I've been thinking every time someone does something wrong, for lack of a better term, that they're saying "fuck you" to me, mm. and that they're saying that hmm. I'm stupid, and that would blow the mind of the person that I'm getting mad at. Because they would go, wait, no, I thought you thought I was a piece of shit because I'm inferior to you. No, that's not why I'm upset. I am upset in those moments for an equally false, invalid reason that's all about my childhood or whatever. That is, I think that if the three of us are trying to come up with a a limerick together and I say, there once was a man from, uh, from Malta, and 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 I'm thinking in my head, um, oh man, this teases us up so much to do something about the conference at Yalta, and and <laughs> and if, if Raghu Marcus goes like, uh, who loved Mash because he loved Alan Alta, and and, and 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 I I in that moment the the circuitry goes instead of me going. Uh, that's a bad example because that's a great. Uh, yes, I like that limerick right. better. <laughs> I don't, don't want to hear the one about Yalta, but I'm, I also like. I, I do want to keep it in a place where there is no empirical good or bad. But but just imagine that in my head th- that Alan Alda pitch is like terrible, like yeah. and 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 say it's off meter too, or and and, so, and like I it, it, and especially if then I go well, I was thinking maybe something like Yalta, and then if Ragu says. Uh, uh, wait, do you call you Ragu or is that just like calling you chef? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ragu. <laughs> That's it. That's uh, it. The, uh, but, but if you, if you then would go, yeah, but Alan Alda's fun. People like MASH. Uh, so, so there's this thing that happens in my head where I go, why is Ragu Marcus, uh, uh, trying to tell me? That I'm a that I'm a piece of shit when mm. I already know that, <laughs> and 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 like wh- when is when are when is anyone going to listen to me and understand that I'm the smartest one in the room? Yeah. Um, why is he saying no, Dan? You're not. You're wrong. You're wrong. And, and it's like nobody's ever really saying that. No one. Everyone is just trying to help, and right. and everyone is making mistakes, me included. So there's just this, and I, I, it, I, I like, it, like, um, it clicked in my head yesterday after like a year and a half of therapy. Uh, oh, why am I not happy when someone is supposedly dumber than me? 
<laughs> Why is that not good news if that's true? Right. Whether it's an illusion, if that's an illusion, it's a great illusion. You you would pay money to be convinced everyone was dumber than you. Yeah. So this is all about projections. Mm-hmm. Right? How we walk around every day, we're projecting what people are thinking. We're projecting what's coming at us, and we're misinterpreting it. And uh, you know, this is a tough way to live, right? Yeah. I mean that uh, you know that's a, a large part of why. Uh, well, this whole mindfulness movement is so popular now. Okay, so we can get a grip on what are what's really going on in our minds, what's really going on in our actions, what's really going on in our motivations. Uh, you're and you're doing this. You're mm-hmm. using therapy as a as a method to. How are you doing this though? Mindfulness. Yeah. I've given up on the thing. You have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what it is. I can only focus on the lack of the stuff I've been doing wrong. I'm not sure what mindfulness is yet. But I know I know vigilance is the thing that I've been doing wrong. It's that that's that projection thing you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. And I do think that comes from chaotic environments in, in your development because you very wisely as a human being to survive, you become vigilant. So you start running simulations of what your crazy uncle is is liable to do so if 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 your uncle's so nuts that every time you fly a kite he hits you with a belt yeah um yeah. then or even worse sometimes he hugs you and then 30% of the time he hits you with uh. a belt based on what shape the kite is you got to figure out what what's going on in that bean of his for your own survival? Right. You got to be able to be an uncle expert. And now you're walking around in a city full of people that are not allowed to hit you with belts and probably don't want to. Maybe got hit with belts of their own. Yeah. And here you are running a simulation of how little respect they have for you and what's going to make them think this and that about you. Wow. And that is an absolute mess. It's like mm-hmm. we walkie talkies. We need to say over and out, and maybe that's what mindfulness is, is like focusing on what it is you're thinking, getting it out there, and then drawing a line to go, now it's time to get information from this other person if that's what I want, and I'm not going to assume anything. Like, I'm going to listen to their words and... And 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 take them at face value, and not worry about them lying. I, I thought, like, what if what if what if you were lying? Like Sarah Silverman said that to me once. She said, uh, um, uh, "Just take everyone at face value because it doesn't matter if they're liars. If if, the, if someone tries to deceive you by saying there's a million dollars behind that rock over there, uh, they they're just pretend." That they're telling the truth. Treat them as if they're an honest person. Don't don't act on this right. empathy true. that you have, where you're like, I think this person is a sociopath. There's not a million dollars behind that rock. They're trying to get me to go behind that rock mm-hmm. because they uh, have advertisement over there. They're trying to monetize, <laughs> <laughs> I, or, or they want my spot. Yeah. You know, I, it, but it, and it's it's tough because it's like a Christ-like, almost martyrdom. Yeah. To to, to go well, okay. I'm going to pretend this person that may be lying is telling the truth. Um, yeah. I mean, we have so many tapes that we're running. I mean, you talked about you know growing up and you get you know Uncle Henry who's half half the time beating the shit out of you and the other half he's loving you. And we have these tapes that we're running from family, from the culture, from you know our our immediate environment, and we run them and we run them and we run them as we get into our work. We get out of college, we get into the workforce, and we get into relationships, and we continue to run these tapes. And you know, how do we, how do we stop that? Running those tapes is is a big deal. It's, it, I mean, according to my therapist, 
it's a simple matter of you could you it sounds like faking it till you make it but what it is is like you can remold your your neurology we have neuroplasticity and you can actually behave the way you would if life was the way it should be and your brain will reform new connections new pathways um they they say in couples therapy that if that if they, they they studied the amount of times that a healthy couple make eye contact and then they take an unhealthy couple and they simply give them a number and say force yourselves to make eye contact this much wow and really? and the and the unhealthy couples at first are rolling their eyes while making eye contact is a it's a joyless exercise uh, but but it gives way to actual results because it's neural pathways that are. They they think that they're being the, the, themselves and that make the eye contact exercises therefore artifice. So yeah. their, their integrity is kicking in as it should and saying, I don't want to. If if that's what a relationship is, then we shouldn't be together. Right. But the, what they're not realizing is that. But what you are now is not what a relationship is. You aren't yourself. These tapes are are playing. You know what. I don't have to go to a therapist now. <laughs> Me either. You I just, want your no. Therapist my number. wife has been saying, just presenting this whole thing that yeah, we need to be contacting intimately each other in that way. You've just explained the whole. I don't have to go anywhere now. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah, your therapist sounds amazing. Yeah, really. She really is good. And uh, yeah, well, can we come along with you? <laughs> I so every time I every time I walk out of her office, there's a there's either a friend, colleague, or famous person in the lobby. Like wow. man, she's like, uh, oh, I didn't know that person was crazy. Wow, yeah, man, this is this is incredible. These programs running, it's just so. I guess it's like there's a weird sense of vertigo I get when I really am able to step back enough to look at the shit I'm running up there, the tapes as you're calling them. And then you see it, and you're like, I just, I don't want to deal with it. I just want to ignore that. Mm. Like, that can't possibly be how I've been living for so many years. Like, when you really get that, yeah. the look of what you've been doing on autopilot, or when, and especially when you start going back into your childhood and realize, oh, God, I like, Oh fuck! It's so much more messed up than I thought it was, and then it's like going into a hoarder's house, yeah. like you know the hoarder show, and you go into the hoarder's mm. house and the fucking stack to the top with dead cats and diapers and ketchup bottles, and you realize, oh, I'm gonna have to clean this out. Yeah, forget it. I I don't want to deal with it. I'll l- sleep in the yard. Yeah, but the good news is uh, it. it that you know, in that show, the thing that brings you to tears is that person, you know, grabbing a Skittles wrapper that they're trying to throw in the wastebasket and saying, "Okay, now take it easy." <laughs> yeah. While they're surrounded by these boxes, and you go, "Okay, so they're still in that zone." And you rarely see in that show somebody go 180 degrees overnight. Never. But the but the but the fun thing is in the metaphorical hoarding that is your cathexes in your brain. Uh, if you, it, that's arguably easier, maybe to take care of that situation than if it was a nice Stepford, uh, you know, residence with a little chess table and the, 
like I, I there might be baked in things right. that are harder to solve with an right. orderly environment mm. that's functional. If you have cat skeletons and aren't <laughs> able to work, um, uh, you know, your problem is simpler because it involves a bulldozer. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and, and you can start from scratch, unlike the poor bastard who's had their shit together, supposedly, for 45 right. years and is a CEO and, 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 you know, is working 12 right. hours a day, but secretly, you know is you know needs to deal with i don't know whether it's being gay and married or right. like whatever it is you know like the the ghost of their dad you know uh disapproving of them and you know and, yeah the the um I I, I, I I burst into tears almost the other day like in the middle of a conversation with a coworker but I had to just kind of swallow it down because they wouldn't have understood why. And it wasn't because I was just processing the previous day's epiphany, which was all surrounding this. Why am I not happy? If this is not the life that I want, what in God's name? I, I People who hate me on the Internet, who have the the right and the ability to lie in trying to say bad things about me, tend to say he seems like a bad person uh no amount of talent uh, should allow that <laughs> like i i'm not, like i have enemies that 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 don't say actually mean things like i i, I i'm fine i don't mm. know what it is that i'm defending against i i right. I, 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 another, I'm, I what i'm saying is i'm so lucky it's, it's like it, it doesn't get do I want this in a sandwich? Do I, want to, I, I, I? No one tells me what to do. Nobody. All these things. I just kind of had this flood of why the hell am I ever angry about anything? This doesn't make any sense. You're looking at a drawing of an alien's testicle sack for Rick and Morty, and and, and it's like <laughs> it doesn't. What? Who cares? Just, just tell someone to change it. And 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 when do? Wh- why do you want to be surrounded with two hundred people that all know what they're doing? You're going to be out of a right. job. Right. And 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 more importantly, you, you this you know your your fucking ego where you you created this life for yourself where you're you're supposedly the special guy, and now you don't like being special. Mm-hmm. Now you want now you want what? It's a, you can't put your finger on what you want, and that's a good sign that you already got it, right? Well, I think the thing your therapist said, which is basically bhakti yoga, the person that's across from you is God. Mm-hmm. That's the way in because what because the the the, uh, the suffering. The Hare Krishnas always talk about how, why you're why, what is this suffering this like this endless agony people feel regardless of their situation drop a person into paradise in fact some I can't remember some Hare Krishna guru said because in, the Hare Krishnas talk about not just heaven but the higher spiritual realms. In, the, in Buddhism, they talk about it too, that there's these, we're in this particular bardo called human incarnation, but there's all these higher levels of pleasure that you can achieve and if you're, depending on your karma. Pleasure you know. might not be the right word. Okay, maybe not pleasure, but, you know, like a deeper levels of whatever you want to call joy. But this guy said, if people were transported to these realms now, they wouldn't be able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't, they were not equipped to be able to to enjoy how incredible it is. <laughs> yeah, and I'm exhibit A. Well, <laughs> I, 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 live in, I live in a forklift driver's Valhalla, that's for sure. <laughs> well, the, the, this is the, this is the, so the idea that they've set up, which I think is a really simple idea that I like a lot, is that if there, so and for this thought experiment to work, there has to be a God. So if there is a God, God is the, is called 
I think it's called Ishvara, the supreme controller. Mm. So God is the supreme controller, and yet has somehow separated itself from the creation. But just the very act of the like sort of expansion of this being into time is causing everything to work run like a clock. So, mm-hmm. but pieces of the clock being an expansion of this thing have their own sentience and awareness. So what happens is a little gear in the clock starts thinking it's in control of the entire clock. Mm-hmm. And the moment that starts happening, it doesn't matter how beautiful the clock is you're in, you're still, that you're a part of, you're going to be in hell because you're not controlling the clock. You're not really controlling anything at all. It's all a dream. You're sort of manipulating reality that is already in the f- outflow of some super intelligence. Right, but then that goes to isn't that the the sad kind of uh, paradox though that because if uh, yes if uh, to the extent that you have ego your life is a bummer because it conflicts with your map of the universe but DNA it's sort of like one of those gears right it's it's uh, this 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 nothingness exploded and became somethingness and everythingness and 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 the little pieces started to take on a matrix like illusion yes, yes. that they that they that they, they were the end all be all and that's how you get giraffes and turtles and cave fish and and, yeah. and working against each other because the dna inside one fish actually has the crazy notion that one fish is not all fish, let alone also trees and the crust of the earth, and therefore is like fighting off other fish and trying to fuck female fish and, oh my god, it's so important and that species is pitted against a different species. Yeah. It's all it's all based on uh, the lie, the successful lie that there is individuality. That's what drives us forward. Successful lie, I like. That. Uh, <laughs> and so, and and then and then doesn't Buddhism say yes? So that's the roller coaster. Is when you when you're immersed in the roller coaster, the, the illusion that you're um, going up and going down can be very can be stomach churning. It can be miserable, yeah. especially since it lasts seventy years and you didn't pay for it. You didn't buy a ticket to it, yeah. so the metaphor breaks down. You were born on it, and it sucks sometimes. Yeah. Um, uh, the 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 and there is a way out, but but it's not really it's not a way out to like pleasure. It's not like lollipops and it's like the Western motif of like. Oh, you can go to a place where, where, where everything tastes like candy. gumdrops. Yeah. Uh, the, the Eastern philosophy tends to say, "Well, you you can." Oh, listen, man, if you want an Advil for that, it's it's called Nirvana. It's called it's called it's called it's called going off the grid. But you're off the grid. The grid the grid has two parts. It's got the ups and the downs. And but you know, it's going in, and the going in is like some simple stuff like nirvana forget about you know i mean we can talk about enlightenment and what that really is and all that but you just talked about happy Mm -hmm. why am i not happy right yeah i got everything i got it all going i'm controlling my destiny in terms of my work life and everything else why am i not happy and the the buddhist you talk about the buddhist thing one major thing and and this is a phrase that uh, jack cornfield uses a lot our friend how do we make friends with suffering? Mm-hmm. How do we not run away every minute from that which is so uh, in opposition to our natural human instincts on a day-to-day basis? If we can find a way to kind of, you know, 
right. make friends and not be such in such fear right. of 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 the untowardness that happens to us on a day to day basis, that might lead to quote unquote being a little bit more happy. Right, or 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 evolve to a point evolve, where yeah. I guess that goes to what uh, Duncan was referring to. This idea that if you if you're one of 16 million colors in the Mona Lisa, right, let's say there's an eight color painting that's beautiful, yeah, but you can't see it because you're one of eight colors, um, and you actually fear you're pink and you fear black. You that's a maybe an unfortunate or perfect <laughs> metaphor. Um, I picked two random colors. <laughs> like, uh, who, who, what's accessible about that? Um, you're, you're you're the color pink, and you you every time you see black paint matters. Black paint, like you you go. I don't want to go there. I I don't want to. I want to. I want to go f- away from discomfort because that's not pink. That's uh, pink is great, and pink is important. And and if it weren't for pink, then I I, I wouldn't exist and yeah. all this stuff. And so and what you're missing out on is this idea that you could, if you understood that that color and that color and that color, and including the ones that r- sometimes like smudge you or or scare you or or give you pain um uh the 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 suffering like how do you make friends with suffering is like saying how how can how can part of a painting understand that it's good that it's not the whole painting right how because if you could understand that then you could be atone with the hand and the brush that put you there in the first place, which is you, and then you could see the whole thing. It's, all, it's almost like it's, it's like it's like oh, you pre- you pretend you see it. You can, by going like oh, my foot hurts, and if you could somehow say I I like that uh, <laughs> yeah, counterintuitively, or, but you're not going to say I like that. <laughs> But you're Unless gonna, you're like the Adams family. Yeah, right. <laughs> the soup is cold. It's delicious. <laughs> but you're gonna you're gonna maybe absorb it in a little bit and not run from it. Accept you know? it. Like yeah. see it and go. Like why is it there? Yeah. And I, that, you know that's the like I'm 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 running a lot of dangerous uh, hot buttons together. But it's like after 9/11 that we we all we had this chance. We had this political equity. Uh, the world was like, uh oh, mm. the cowboy got his hat knocked sideways. Yeah. Um, the saloon player. <laughs> The saloon piano player stopped playing. The bartender ducked behind yes. the bar. Yeah. And if we had theoretically said, you know, this this West ain't ain't a good place for nobody, seems. <laughs> seems we ought to maybe start asking questions about why this all this shooting's going on. Yeah. Instead of... Iraq, I want you out up front, high noon. Uh, why me? You're brown. Go. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why. <laughs> Something to do with oil. I can't yeah. remember. I'm mad. Um, and everyone was like, well, that was what I was expecting. That's maybe, and, you know, Italy was thinking, well, I guess that's maybe what we would have done if we were them. I but, and that's disappointing because we hate ourselves. And, and we just dragged <laughs> everything down further into the toilet. It, 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 we didn't have to like 9-11, and we didn't have to high-five al-Qaeda. Right. What we didn't do that maybe would have helped in that moment was just saying anything other than this goes exactly in accordance with everything that was happening before it happened. Um, all systems are still go. Their stakes are just higher now. All of the dichotomies yeah. are reinforced. Um, if we had said ah, this changes the palette and this changes our perspective. But oh my god, the political sin of saying that terrorism changed your perspective. That's what they want. It then they're winning. It. Yeah, and then said 
hey, maybe we got to look at ourselves. Right. Why did this happen? Why is there someone out there that is so mad? Yeah. By the way, when you when you do that in a fight at the office, it's called high roading and it wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, we sometimes hate that guy. Yeah. Like, like, like you know, why Jessica? Why so much aggravation? Why so much? Why so? Much, you know, like 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 that's an effective way of of of, of winning. It's, right. it's way more effective than putting Jello in in Jessica's desk drawer. You know, uh, be, uh, we were yesterday. I went with some of your crew, Dan, and we went down and. So they were this Vortex Immersion Lounge. Vortex Immersion Lounge. Have you been fantastic. there yet? Oh. Oh, it's fantastic. It's not, it's it's just, just, are you guys evil? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is this how to find uh, out? <laughs> so I'm walking with one of the guys. I don't even remember his name right now. And I'm saying, you know, I, I don't know Dan. I've never met Dan. I only know Dan through Duncan. And so, what, what? Give me something. What's he really interested in? You know, so I know about all the television shows, community, and I know it all, but I don't know the man. So he said, he's interested in truth. <laughs> oh, my God. I must that? be paying this person quite a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> or very little. You're t- you just don't want to say I said that. <laughs> you didn't say that. I did. I was telling you. Someone else said that? Yeah. We were at dinner. You were asking what to interview him. I told you the time that Dan told me the thing about, like, just be yourself. If you be yourself and someone's angry at you, then it's like someone getting angry at a weather system. I don't even know if you remember telling me that. Stuck with me ever since. No, this was beyond. I mean, that was, yes, being yourself, that was one thing. But this was about interest in truth in the more philosophical uh, you know definition of that word well talk about truth what does truth mean to you i think i mean to me it's about it's it's more selfish than that sounds when you say it cuz it's like oh jesus and buddha were interested in truth uh, but they were altruistic i'm true i i am interested in truth and i think it's a survival mechanism cuz i feel alienated i feel and i feel unable to keep up with complexity i i i i'm i'm obsessed with systems i'm obsessed with 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 ants and minecraft and and uh symmetry and structure and and codification and it's not because i think those things are better than people it's actually because i'm so scared uh, that i'm such an organic sloppy mess that i want to i want to i want to <laughs> think that there that that's not at odds with progress i want to i want to i want to imagine a system where we can be who we are without and that it's not all about going to the spiritual gym or the therapy gym every day and, and spending our life on a treadmill so that that life on a treadmill can be 10 years longer than if we just smoked and ate donuts um, I, I want to be able to pour ourselves into a bucket that contains every single drop, every flaw, every I think, and think that that could then be part of some machine that actually measures and appreciates every single you know speck of it somehow yeah. mm-hmm. so that we can let ourselves off the hook like what we're doing right now is so it seems unresolvable to tell 85% of the public who really represent um the people who in the 50s wanted to lynch black people because they had been told that that was a thing to do to keep america wonderful to 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 just switch over to telling those people that now you're after racists um, and you should, you know, do it on Twitter instead wow. of a sandwich counter. I don't, I don't feel progress there. I don't think any of us do. I think we feel like everyone is still angry and messed up, and we're all at each other's throats. We, we, and we were always talking about when we talk about uh, progress socially, we talk about this Martin Luther Kingish like 
egalitarian dream where we relax yeah. mm-hmm. and don't see a fight happening, but all we really have been doing this whole time is going, um, why are we wrong the way we are? Why are we wrong the way we are? Why are we wrong the way we are? And 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 it's uh, I'm obsessed with like, can we systematize? Uh, the, the self. Can we? Can can can? can and I, I. It's my agenda. I'm biased because I'm a, like a. I just feel like a, a big pile of mud when I'm talking to people, and I feel like I'll never. I, I'm terrified of, of propriety. Uh, I'm terrified of 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 more than one rule governing things. I'll fuck up. I'm terrified of shoelaces mm. needing to be tied a certain way. I'm, t- I'm terrified of, 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 of etiquette uh, and, and the concept of it because I, it's just, and it's, it's not because I'm involved. It's because I'm, it's like it's like a vampire being scared of garlic. It's just or church, you know. It's just like this isn't going to work out for me. I'm not. It's good. I think you got, it's just me calling out from a corner, going, "What about a system where everything is fine the way they are?" <clears throat> <laughs> well, for that to happen, you got to have a. Um, I mean, the the kind of what you're talking about there is. Uh, so, who's the guy? What 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 is it called when everyone used to think that everything revolves around the Earth? What's that called? Solipsism? No, people. You really used to think that oh, cosmology. Oh, the actual, uh, there was a yeah. name for that. And who was it that figured out that everything goes around the sun? Is that Copernicus. Copernicus, I think, figured that out. So when prior to that understanding, we, there was a cosmology, and people had to to explain the movement of the planets and how they would go around the Earth. You had to you had to keep complexifying right. the code. For it, for it to make sense, the physics were wrong. So to make the physics make sense, you had to make them consistently more and more complex yeah. until finally someone's like, "No, it's the sun. We're going around the sun. Yeah. Look, when you see that we're going around the sun, everything becomes this elegant, simple thing yeah. that you could easily map." So right now, the problem is every single person on planet Earth is thinking that everything revolves around themselves. And so we're all in mm-hmm. that state yes. of having to consistently create these more and more complex equations to try to understand why we feel like shit. And the reason <laughs> is quite simple. It's as simple as it could be. We're all rotating around or and, and are simultaneously part of this consciousness that we call God. And the moment that you stop... I mean, I don't even know, man. I'm so fucking... But I know that if I were to... When I get around these Hare Krishnas or these devotees or the monks or Ramdas or any of these people, and they've just given up the whole, oh, yeah, it's me. Like, right. giving it up. Not not like what I might do when I say, oh, yeah, I know it's not me. I'm saying that as a fucking tail feather to pop up to seem like... Right. And it, but they, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. When they, or, or as a drug to take. You know, it's, yes, it's, it's like, yes. like for me, for me, whatever not narcissism is, I don't even have a word for it. <laughs> <laughs> more, more to the point, I don't really have a word for narcissism. I mean, I do, but it's actually reality. Like, right. I, I, it's so it's so in my fiber that, yeah. It's like when, water for a fish. When I experiment with altruism and with selflessness, it's, it's like a high. It's ironic and i don't think it ever will not be i don't I can't see myself like not that not using the word i so much more than every other word but, like w- I, but when you run into the people who've really done it mm-hmm. who've made i don't know how or why you know what you keep talking about these people like it's some <laughs> kind of you know i've been doing this shit for decades right working on uh dealing with the i yeah right? and 
And I and I'm you know and a lot of people I've been around people like Ramdas for ages. Right? Yes, these people are we are collectively all dealing with the same shit. Okay, that I and that the tapes that run everything we've been talking about in this podcast is going on for everybody. It's just the you know what the real if somebody says to me, okay, you've been doing this for this long, you know what's happened to you. Have you gotten anywhere? <laughs> and, and I go, yeah. I don't react to my own shit the way that I used to. My The timing has gone down. So instead of the reaction being 10 minutes, 5, you know, whatever, uh-huh. for every every bullshit thought that happens in my head or every time I get flipped out at a, at a work, at a coworker or somebody I'm working with or at the, you know, the wife, the relationship, it's just absolutely narrowed down something does happen mm-hmm. when you get some intention around wanting not to be a schmuck all the time mm-hmm. you know it does happen uh so and, and, uh, yeah it's like like somebody goes oh so you've been doing this and that therapy or or a, or a, right. or a religion or a, or even a diet or something and how's that how uh, what, what, what's happening what's happening how's that working and sometimes you, you want to say well uh you know how uh Sometimes you're sitting in a chair and doing nothing at all um, uh, for, and that's about seventy-five percent of your life. Um, I'm starting to spend that not in pain. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> there you like, go. Like, so yeah, from yeah. the outside, it's still a guy in a chair. No, I, I don't drive a Ferrari now because I because I stopped uh, hating women. But uh, I, <laughs> di- I, di- I have made uh, uh, yeah sitting in a not a Ferrari like a, a much more luxurious uh, ah, experience. Way better <laughs> because yeah. I, I do that. Yeah, it's like it's like, that, like friction. I always feel I feel like. I look back on my life with like actually the, the, the now the difficulty is going to become I think dealing with that shame. I'm about to go to therapy from here, and I'm going to be expressing to her I have these epiphanies, and they're all great news. And now I mean I'm going to go right into I feel like a fucking loser. I have 43 <laughs> years down the toilet. I'm going to go right to that <laughs> because I because I I can't believe how unhappy I I allowed myself to be in circumstances. Wow. Yeah, and then you're going to stop taking that as seriously, right? That'll be the next yeah. week. It'll be next. And week. And then I'm going to find a lump in my testicles. I mean, oh, like, that's the thing that terrifies me. Is the like, lump. Yeah, the, it's the well, it's the. Do, do you have? I mean, don't. This is like ninth grade shit, but I still walk around with it. I also have this feeling that it, you know when your wife says, um, uh, 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 "Can't you sit with me?" and 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 there's a risk there. It's emotional. It's like I I have in the back of my head. I think it's Midwestern or something. I kind of still have to deal with the fear that if I was genuinely just receptive to the peace that I've attained, um, that. That some god, who because he's shaped more like me than Ram Dass's god, uh, because he was he's projected by me, and so he's not <laughs> as good a god, frankly. Yeah, um, is gonna if I, I that he's gonna go. Geez, that guy's pretty. Uh, guy got his shit together. I'll give him a little ball nut, uh, a little a little ball lump. No, you're gonna get no, a ball no, lump no matter what. No, no, <laughs> no. Everyone gets sick. You're gonna get sick no matter what. Here's yeah, the difference. This is the thing, man. This is what it gives you, or what I've gotten from hanging out with these guys, and the little, little tiny, tiny bit of it I, I may be able to have in my life. When you go in an MRI machine the next time, this had happened to me recently. My back started hurting, and when you have had cancer. Anything that happens, you're like, oh, I'm dead. And you're just like, I'm dead meat, man. So, But you go in the MRI machine, one of the worst places, 
Not a happy place. Not a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, let's go fucking lay in an MRI tube and listen to the weird things scan us at every level to see if we're going to die. And also have that momentary panic of like, wait, do I have a piercing? Yeah, right. oh, yeah, right. Did I forget? What about the shit in my fucking teeth? What if there's an alien implant I don't know about and it gets ripped out of me and split? So, like, you're so, but what happens is you, you, you get to start doing these experiments, which is that in the MRI machine, I can refer to these guys and I can think, oh, let's see if this bullshit works in the MRI mm-hmm. machine. Can I find in this place the present moment and surrender to it here? Can it even work here for a millisecond? Is there a way to feel a millisecond of not freaking the fuck out in this hell tube? And just the fact that you have the experiment to run, even if it fails, gives you something to do in the hell tube that doesn't involve thinking about how like you're going to look at the technician's face to see if he's going to look at you like, my God, I've never seen a tumor that big. <laughs> you're even bad at having cancer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that's what it gives you. That's what it gives you. It doesn't. It, it, you're going to get murdered by God. There's no question about it. We're all being chewed up in the mouth of God. <laughs> I've never quite heard. I've heard. I've heard Doctor Phil. No, nobody gets out alive. Yeah, right. But, but not quite there. We're all okay. going to get murdered by God. Yeah. No, I, I think that. Well, I, I mean, I, it's in the Bhagavad Gita. The description uh, when 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 Arjuna is looking at Krishna. Krishna says. Arjuna is describing what he's seeing, and he says, literally, I am looking at, I can't remember the exact quote, but I'm looking at all humanity walking into your gnashing teeth. <laughs> That's what he says. God's eating everything. So this right. is not a that far away from scripture. And Joseph Campbell would say that's the ogre aspect of the father, which is a projection of your ego, which because it shows you that you don't, you're not ready for the keys to the car <laughs> when you look at a car and see it as a potential death machine. Oh, because yeah. you, when you look at a station wagon and see, man, that thing's two tons. I could drive that right through a mall and really, really, <laughs> really sort some stuff out. Um, uh, you're looking at it that way because you're not ready for the keys because right. exactly. uh, actually that thing protects babies and... <laughs> I don't want to drive. <laughs> Take the damn subway. <laughs> uh, well, this is great. You got. I know we got to go. You got to go. And uh, yeah, I just want to say one thing that's so great is uh, this whole blending of you know. And you started this, getting me involved. You know, Duncan got me involved and in, and in Ramdas and podcasting and so on, and it's grown into this whole other thing. But this kind of. Uh, We've been doing a lot more, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why it's great to to hang with you today, Dan, and doing this this uh, this blending of of you guys, yeah, with comedy and consciousness. And oh my God, it's so needed. I, I like the, and then the scientific community too. Like you know, uh, the idea that you guys are talking to scientists because mm-hmm. you know, there's all like, oh, the spiritual podcast. Okay, so is it brought to you by Toyota, and 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 how do right. you how do you reconcile that? But it's like yeah. you by doing. God's work and and in having you know get Jim Norton in here who's very <laughs> funny and clearly has a lot of I mean like 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 I love watching comedians like like they're so much more capable of yeah. of like um all of a sudden they'll just burst into tears and and on Mark Marin and like like it's, it's like and they and when they if they can it's 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 important if you could if you, you just turn this womb into a factory and keep spitting out um, creative uh, people who have a, just even a little hair of of because yeah. then their TV shows won't be won't be 
maybe on the message of fear and yeah, right, exactly, 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 exactly. Because there's nothing, there's nothing less funny about. I mean, because in a world where God is murdering us, I mean, you don't have to go dark in your TV show. You don't, your characters don't have to hate each other, for instance, in order for comedy to happen, right? Because life is a tragedy. It's already dark. No matter what, no matter how uplifting the message you want to convey, Mm. eh, whatever. Save mm-hmm. it for your blog, Harmon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, and um, Dan, I mean, Dan's easy to find. Uh, and the Harmon Show and uh, Duncan, of course, everybody that's been listening to Mind Rolling and what we've been doing on the Be Here Now Network. Uh, but uh, if you're not familiar with Dan, which seems like an impossibility, but uh, uh, might be a reality for some people. Check them out. Harmontown. Harmontown. Greatest yeah. podcast of all time. Yeah, drop by there. It's not. Uh, I don't keep my eyes as much on the ball as uh, as the people that you've been listening to. Uh, it's more of an exercise in watching flaws play out. But uh, <laughs> but that's that they're playing out instead of being internalized. It could be comforting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Dan. Thank you so much yeah, for having it me. It was Thanks. really cool. great. Awesome. Thanks for allowing us to be here in all your right. home. I'd love to beautiful. come back. I, uh, yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. We just got started. Uh.